Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Let's Talk It Out. This is your host, Ivana Urquia, and today we are starting session 19 of Bible study. So let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, Lord, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. Okay, so today we are starting in Matthews chapter 26. And today we're going to be talking about the betrayal and arrest of Jesus. So let us begin in Matthew chapter 26, verse 47 in the Bible. So let us begin. While he was still speaking, Judas one of the twelve arrived accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs who had come from the chief priests and the elders of the people. His betrayer had arranged a sign with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him immediately. He went over to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi. So again, Rabbi is teacher, and he kissed him. Jesus answered him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then stepping forward, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those accompanied Jesus, put his hand to his sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servants, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to his servant, put your sword back into its sheath, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call upon my father and he will not provide me at his moment or at this moment? with more than 12 legions of angels. But then how would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must come to pass in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day, I sat teaching in the temple, yet you did not arrest me. But all this has to come to pass at the writings the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left and fled. Okay, so let us uh, go back and take notes into what we just read. So over here, we see that Judas is the betrayer. So Judas uh, basically sold Jesus. Um, and, you know, basically he, he was more interested in the money than he was in, you know, Jesus. So... Uh, this had to happen, obviously. Um, and then uh, the man I shall kiss is the one arrest. So that would be the sign. Um, and then immediately he went over to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi. And then he kissed him. Jesus answered, Friend, do what you have come for. So uh, Jesus already knew who his betrayer was and he already knew what he was going to go through. So um, then he goes on and... Uh, one of the persons that was with Jesus, or those who accompanied Jesus, put his hand to the sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. And then Jesus said to him, put your sword back into his sheath, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call upon my father and he will not provide me at this moment with more than 12 legions of angels? So here Jesus is saying, hey, like, look, I have a father who is God the Father. Do you not think that God is going to be able to do this? Like, if I tell God, you know, 
send angels down right now. He can do it. You don't have to defend me. I've got God by my side, but this has to happen because it is God's will. So then uh, he goes on and says, uh, but then how would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must come to pass in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? So Jesus is saying, hey, like you're making all this commotion and this huge scene for no reason. Like, you know, like I've done something like I'm a robber or someone who's done something really bad and. You're over here making this huge scene for nothing. So he goes on and says, day after day, I sat teaching in the temple, yet you did not arrest me. But all this has come to pass that the writings of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Okay, so let us continue with uh, Jesus before the Sanhedrin. Those who had arrested Jesus let him away to Caiaphas. So Caiaphas, again, is the high priest where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter was following him at a distance as far as the high priest's courtyard, and going inside, he sat down with the servants to see the outcome. The chief priest and the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none. Though many false witnesses came forward, finally two came forward who stated, This man said, I can destroy the temple of God and within three days rebuild it. The high priest rose and addressed him. Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I order you to tell us under oath, under oath before the living God, whether you are the Messiah, the son of God. Jesus said to him in reply, you have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need have we a witness? You have now heard the blasphemy. What is your opinion? They said in reply, He deserves to die. Then they spat in his face and struck him, while some slapped him, saying, Prophecy for us, Messiah, who is it that struck you? Okay, so we are definitely entering um, into a very hard scene. Um, for many people, it's really hard. For many believers, this is a really hard scene. But, um, you know, if we really go into depth of the deaths or the death of Jesus Christ, um, here in the Bible, we see the betrayer who is Judas, one of Jesus's disciples, and uh, we see that. Um, later on, you know, one of the disciples uh, deny him and many leave him or many abandon him. So uh, when it comes down to all this in the end, uh, we did it to Jesus. So many people don't understand this part and we're like, you know, or they're like, I don't get it. Like, how did I do it? I wasn't living in those times. Like it was the Sanhedrin. It was the re religious leaders, the priests, the high priests. Uh, it was Caiaphas, and, and we can point fingers and say, you know, it was this one, it was that one, it was the uh, disciples, it was, you know, all this stuff. But in the end, we are all guilty of Jesus's death. Why are we guilty? Because of our sins. That's the reason why Jesus Christ died for us, 
for each and every single one of us, for you, for me, because of our sins. So every time we sin, every time we do something that, um, you know, it, we're not supposed to be doing, and many people don't know what sin is. Many people think that, uh, you know, if I'm just a good person, then, you know, that's, that's all that matters in life. But you have to have a little bit of knowledge as to what sin is. And that does take time eventually. But uh, that's why it's important to read the Bible and get to know the Word of God and know the Ten Commandments, know what is sin and what is not sin. So, um, you know, just to wrap this up, we are all guilty. Nobody is deserving of God's, uh, how do I say it? Um, not love. We, we, we don't, I mean, we're, we're, we are his children and God loves us, but uh, we, we didn't deserve so much mercy. But God is merciful. God is love. And that's why he died for us. So we would have eternal life. Because remember, we were supposed to live forever, but Adam and Eve fell into temptation because of the serpent, because of the devil, and then uh, death came into humanity. So we were supposed to live for humanity and that didn't happen. So Jesus came to uh, redeem us. Jesus came to save us from eternal uh, death. So Jesus wanted to give us eternal life and we were meant to live that life and only someone pure uh, could do that for us, could die for us. And that is God. So God came and became flesh. So uh, God came to do that for you and for me. So uh, great was his, was his love that Jesus Christ died for our sins. So we are all at fault for uh, Jesus's death. So uh, if that makes you feel bad, just go to God and ask God for forgiveness of your sins. So let us continue. Jesus before the uh, Sanhedrin. So uh, we already went through that part and uh, we see that Caiaphas, uh, and the whole, um, uh, the scribes and the elders were assembled and they were all trying to accuse him. All right. So we're actually now in Peter's denial of Jesus. So let us continue with Jesus's denial or Peter's denial of Jesus. Should I say now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. One of the maids came over to him and said, you two were with Jesus, the Galilean. But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. As he went out to the gate, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this man was with Jesus, the Nazarene. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came over and said to Peter, surely you too are one of them. Even your speech gives you away. At, the, at that, he began to curse and swear, I do not know the man. And immediately a cock crowed. And Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken. When, yeah, that Jesus had spoken. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. Okay, so uh, if you listen to session 18, uh, you know that Jesus said to Peter that he was going to deny him three times. And Peter said, no, Lord, that's not going to happen. I I'm going to go. If, if it's possible, I'm going to die with you. And uh, yeah, that if we see here, that did not happen. So, um, all right. So let us 
continue with Matthew chapter 27. So, uh, Jesus before Pilate, when it was morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. So, um, they obviously wanted to take this matter and make it, you know, big and they wanted him, uh, to be, uh, you know, crucified or, or they wanted him to die. So then uh, they took Jesus before Pilate and they bound him, led him away and handed him over to Pilate, which is at the time uh, the governor. The death of Judas. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that Jesus had been condemned, deeply, deeply regretted what he had done. So we see here that there was a moment where Judas, Judas, uh, his betrayer felt uh, deeply regretted. So he felt very bad for uh, what he had done. He returned the 30 pieces of silver, which were given to him, and uh, to the chief priests and elders saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood, meaning Jesus. And they said, what is it? What is that to us? Look to it yourself so meaning uh, you know we, we we really don't care about that so um flinging the money into the temple he departed and went off and hanged himself so he felt guilty and out of guiltiness he committed uh suicide so um then uh they continue here look into yourself flinging the money into the temple he departed and went off and hanged himself the chief priest gathered up the money but said it is not lawful to deposit this deposit this in the temple treasury for it is the price of blood after consultation they used it to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners that is why that field even today is called the field of blood then was fulfilled what had been said through jeremiah the prophet and they took the 30 pieces of silver the value of a man with a price on his head, a price set by some of the Israelites, and they paid it out for the potter's field just as the Lord had commanded. Um, so obviously the money was used for something else, um, but then, you know, it was named uh, here. Like it says, the field of blood. Okay, so uh, let us continue to Matthew 27, verse 11. Jesus questioned Pilate. So here Jesus comes and he questions Pilate. He asks him a question. Now Jesus stood before the governor and he questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, you say so. And when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he did not answer him one word, so that the governor was greatly amazed. So we see here that Jesus doesn't respond to his questions. The sentence of death. Now on the occasion of the feast, the governor was accustomed to release a crowd, one prisoner whom they wished. 
So this was obviously a custom. It was not just because, you know, it was Jesus, but it was a custom. So this is uh, usually what they did. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called uh, Barabbas. So when they had assembled, Pilate said to them, which one do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus called Messiah? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with the righteous men. I suffered much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but to destroy Jesus. The governor said to them in reply, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with Jesus called Messiah? They all said, let him be crucified. But he said, why? What evil has he done? They only shouted louder, or they only shouted louder, let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all, that the riot was breaking out, instead he took water and washed his hands in the sight of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. Look to it yourselves. And the whole people said in reply, His blood be upon us and upon our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But after he had released uh, Jesus Scrooge, but after he had Jesus Scrooge, he had handed him over to be crucified. Okay, so let us go back here. Uh, we see that uh, Pontius Pilate's uh, wife, Claudia, which I like talking about her because I was actually her in the play of the Passion in my parish, in my church. So I got to play her. And honestly, um, it, it's very touching. Like when you do the passion, like when you're an actor in that, uh, in those scenes, being Claudia for me was, it was, it was very painful because as a woman and having had that dream, you know, just, just playing that role, I kind of felt that. And I really felt like crying in the scene. When when you do the scene, when you do the passion, uh, when you do the passion play, it's it's so many emotions come to your mind, and um, I, I cannot imagine what Claudia must have felt when she told her husband, uh, Pilate, uh, that she had had a dream. Um, so she goes on and says, "Have nothing to do with that righteous man, meaning Jesus. I suffered much." in a dream today because of him. So um, she goes and tells him his concern, but uh, he listens but doesn't really do anything in that matter. So he asks the crowds and they want uh, Barabbas to be uh, freed and Jesus to be put to death. All right, so let us end with this and uh, we're going to continue tomorrow with Matthew 27 verse 27 so we're gonna talk about the mockery by the soldiers so let us end with a prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen come holy spirit come holy spirit come holy spirit lord jesus christ send your spirit upon us i thank you uh for this moment of bible study i Pray that everyone understands your word, that they may come to know you, that they may come to 
love you and if we have sinned against you to know that no matter what we've done in our lives no matter where we are no matter if we're not in church no matter if we don't know you that you are so merciful if we are going to you with a uh, heart that is uh, obviously repentful and feeling sorry for our sins that you are full of mercy and love and acceptance in jesus name we pray amen